Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is Brendan Escott with you today, through this week, and next week. Happy to be here. Happy to be talking hockey or really whatever else is on your mind from the sporting world. You can light up those phone lines at 780-496-0063 and keep those texts coming at 630-630. We're talking third line center. And to that end, we've had a texter criticizing us for that. It is August 6th, man. You find me something to talk about in the hockey world, and I will gladly talk about it. But for now, we're talking about third-line centers. Um, A couple external options here coming from the texters, which wasn't really the point of this, but I think that, you know, there's enough of a just cause for that narrative as well. Uh, Texter in Edmonton here says, I would take Lars Eller from the Capitals for the Oilers' third-line center spot. He has potential for some top six minutes, and he makes around $3.5 million. I guess I would ask what you're moving out to get Lars Eller away from the Capitals. He does have the Stanley Cup experience, and that's rather valuable, of course. Um, But I'm of the belief that there's probably a few names on the Oilers' roster right now that could do a similar job to that. Andrew D. says he's been saying that uh, Sam G. should be the third-line center for a while now. Um, But let's focus some of that cap space on a D-man. Do we still have Alex Petrovic? No. No, we do not have Alex Petrovic in an Oilers uniform this upcoming year. And frankly, if you look at the crop of young D-men that are likely to start cycling through those number five and six spots, there wasn't really a spot for the Edmontonian here. I do want to take a minute here before we get into my breakdown of each of the third-line center options to tell you that some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. I don't know about you, but there's just something that gives a summertime vibe when you're sitting out there on the back patio having a steak. Well... There's not a better steak out there than at Ruth's Chris. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, so we we broke it down. Basically, here's the options that I can see really fitting in here into the fray to win a job third-line center at a training camp. we got Sam Gagne, 29 years old. Uh, we got Jujar Kara, 24. He will be 25 by the time the season starts. Cooper Marodi, a lot younger, by the way, than I thought he was. 22 years old. He's a late birthday from 96. So Cooper Marodi, his name's been tossed around out there. He did make his rookie appearance last year with the Oilers. And then there's Gaetan Haas. So Sam Gagne, 
last year a 51.6 percentage in the faceoff dot. That's the best of the names on this list. He's a career 45.6 guy. Okay, when he came over from Vancouver last year, he put up 10 points, 5 goals, 5 assists in 25 games. But he's another one of these players where foot speed might be a bit of a concern for him. If he can make up for that with the kind of hockey smarts that maybe only a guy like him and in how many years he's been in the league relative to these other options, maybe he is the guy there because that experience is going to be valuable. You know that he's he's got to have learned over the years how to play more responsibly in his defensive end. Um, we got to see that put into action, and he's got to earn the trust of his coach. But he is one player that is, is going to be familiar with Dave Tippett and vice versa. So he might be the leading candidate at this point. Now, having said that, when Dave Tippett was on the show, he mentioned J.J. Kara as an option. I don't think foot speed is going to be an issue with Kara, personally. I really don't. Um, but he went 55 for 126 in the dot last year. That's only 43%. Everybody struggled down the middle for the Oilers in the face-off dot last year. But you'd really like to see these percentages get up a little bit higher. That's not too far off of his career average, I should say. He's taken 529 face-offs in the NHL, 44.6% for Jujar Kara. So here's where we need to look at a guy where if he's going to be that option, defensive zone awareness and presence and responsibility has got to be the number one. It's not like, oh no, he can't keep up, he can't skate. We need to see the defensive zone awareness really take an uptick, I think, if he's going to win this spot. But we do know he's played center, and we do know that Dave Tippett mentioned him as a candidate. So right there, you're wondering if Tippett might have him penciled in already. We'll see how that goes. Did Tippett play Gagne at center? That I would have to look into. That's a texture out of uh, Edmonton here. I would have to check into that. Cooper Marodi, the 22-year-old, his rookie season last year, He's got immense talent, as evidenced by the fact that he put up 64 points in 58 games at the AHL level. So we know he's going to be able to produce points if he can get up to the speed of the NHL. And I just don't know if that's going to happen this year. And if you look at the Oilers' philosophy and everything that they've been talking about through this offseason, the change in regime, knowing what's happened over the past 12 years or so with these young players, I think they give Marodi another year in the minors. And maybe later in the season they give him a call up. He is probably the last one on my list here out of the four that I can see earning that job. Not because of a lack of skill, but because he's got to get the rest of his game up to the pace of the NHL. And then we'll see. Gaetan Haas is the final one here. 27 years old. Of course, we know he was signed out of Switzerland, SC Bern. I had to dig deep to find some face-off numbers for Gaetan Haas last year. 46.9% in the Swiss League. He was uh, he was pretty far down the list in terms of centers out of out of there, out of that league. And uh, you, you just wonder. He's got the size. Six foot, 181 pounds. That's that plays at the NHL for sure. And we know he's got the speed. That was one of the reasons that he was brought in. You got to think about this, as a couple of textures have indicated here, as well. That that might be the difference in what gets him this this job. 
none of the other options are going to be able to skate as far as we know from initial and this is just hearsay at this point because I don't imagine ton of, tons of us have gone to see the footage here but foot speed might win him that job S- reports out of Switzerland are saying that Gaetan Haas he's got the defensive work ethic he's got the awareness he plays responsible in his own zone. So that's going to be another situation, much like Marodi, where he's got to figure out how to adjust to the NHL game. If he can do that and earn that job out of camp, fantastic. Maybe he's a better option on the fourth line to start. We'll see how it goes. But he was brought in here as part of a competition for this role. So I think uh, that being said, you don't just get an opportunity in the NHL. You know what I mean? He's over here to try and earn this. The team saw something in him. So let's see. So there's your options. Sam Gagne, Jujar Kara, Cooper Marodi, Gaetan Haas. Some textures weighing in here uh, out of Grand Prairie. I personally think Marodi's a great player. He just got injured too easily last year. Less singing and more gym work, maybe. He's got to be a busy, busy, busy guy, does Cooper Marodi, because that it was very professionally done. The song that we played it last week, Cooper Marodi with a single out. Country music, man. Looks a lot like Sam Hunt. If you don't believe me, go look it up. It's kind of uncanny. I'm not even a country music guy, but I can tell you that. Uh, but what does this offseason look like, right? He's, he's writing songs, he's composing songs, and he's probably not taking any time out of the gym either. Right, Cooper? Uh, another one out of Grand Prairie. J.J. Kara has a slow stick. That doesn't bode well in the face-off dot. I think they're going to really look at improving everything as a whole for this team down the middle in terms of their face-offs. It became an issue last year enough that when we were getting the post-game stat sheets as we were doing the interviews uh, after the game, of which I'm a part, I would look to see when they lost games 100% of the time, essentially, it was not all entirely because of the face-off circle, but there wasn't a game where they lost where they won in the face-off circle. So it does have a serious impact. If Haas has the speed, he could end up with Connor McDavid. I don't think they brought him in here to do that, but a lot could change. We'll see. And then James out of Edmonton saying, the third line center, well, that's whomever Holland trades a Puyarvi for, LOL. <laughs> Thank you for that, James. Uh, we're 1243 in Edmonton. Keep the text coming. We're going to press pause. We'll come back with NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. And then we'll get back to the Heartland Ford text line, 630-630. We're talking third line centers, but we're also talking whatever you want out of the sports world. It's Brendan Escott in today on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan and Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Paul 46 in Edmonton. Uh, have you noticed any omissions today from our typical roster? Stoffer Inspector would be featured on a typical Tuesday, but Speck is on vacation, as is 98% of the rest of the hockey world. But his appearance is brought to you almost every Tuesday by our friends uh, for Horse Racing Alberta. The horses and the 7,000 men and women that work in Alberta's horse racing industry. Century Mile Racetrack has the Canadian Derby coming up, the 90th running of it, I believe. And that is on August 18th. That is a Sunday. Check it out. 
Uh, we're going to go right now to NHL Today. That is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Do your clients love the outdoors? Get them the hottest summer gear like branded camping chairs, coolers, and more from Elite Promotional Marketing. I haven't talked about this yet because I don't really see a reason in stoking this fire, but Kevin Shattenkirk did sign a one-year, $1.75 million deal in Tampa. Of course, the Rangers bought him out, and Shattenkirk said, quote, he's pissed at himself for not taking advantage of playing in his hometown. The 30-year-old was the prized acquisition, really, of the 2017 free agent class when he signed a four-year, $26.6 million deal. I almost feel bad for Shattenkirk. You know, injuries haven't been kind to him. Um, but if you look down the chart at his stats, it's, I was surprised to see how low some of those points totals were, given how highly regarded he was. Uh, so he'll he'll end up in Tampa again on kind of a, a show-me-again deal, if you will, a one-year deal there. Somebody texted in asking the latest on the Mitch Marner situation. Well, according to the Athletics' James Myrtle, the Leafs have offered Mitch Marner between just under $9 million to up around 11 per season on three, six, and seven, seven uh, year deals. So they're trying to hit him with a, a plethora of combinations here. Still nothing concrete to report uh, but Myrtle said they're also looking to get a contract and this is Marner's camp looking to get this contract identical to Austin Matthews five-year 11.6 million dollar per season deal. Blues defenseman Joel Edmondson was awarded a one-year $3.1 million deal by an arbitrator this morning, so they're left with about $2.7 million in cap room, with the only guy left to sign being Ivan Barbashev. The Buffalo Sabres signing goaltender Linus Allmark to a one-year $1.325 million deal, avoiding arbitration. Now, that amused me because last week it was reported that Allmark, Allmark rather, wanted a deal north of $2 million, while the Sabres were talking $800,000. So that's why arbitration exists, I suppose. Uh, they also inked to Jake McCabe to a two-year $5.7 million deal. That's a $2.85 million cap hit. They have a lot of bodies on defense right now. A lot of bodies. At the Holenka Gretzky Cup in Slovakia, Canada moved to 2-0 this morning, hammering Switzerland 8-0. Yesterday, they beat Finland 6-0, and they'll just keep on rolling tomorrow. They take on the Czech Republic at 11 o'clock in the morning, Ched time. Oil Kings forward Jake Neighbors without a point in the first two games. We're trying to connect with him as he is overseas and, uh, hey, likely to be a first-round draft pick next year as well. Ball hockey fans, Edmonton's top whale fell 6-2 at the Division I National Championships. I think they're in St. John's, Newfoundland this year. They fell to a team from Ontario. Next up, they get an all-Edmonton battle as the reigning back-to-back -back national champion, Edmonton Savages, will oppose them. We are going to have Tony Brar from both Oilers TV and the Edmonton Savages, along with uh, Oilers web team member Paul Gazzola. That coming up next Thursday. We'll, uh, we'll just find out what it's like to be around the team the whole time uh, throughout the season and get a little bit of insight into what their jobs look like there. So one thing that I, I do want to touch on here it will steer away from third line centers so I don't bore you to death. But you notice how the, the desirable contract is now about five years for these young players. It's interesting that we've seen the shift in not only the young talents coming up, but it's like the young talent has realized that on that eight-year deal, you're coming out three years older, let's say. So even for a guy like Connor, for example, Connor McDavid, 
he his free agency is going to be this next one predominantly spent in his 30s if he inks another long-term contract and we've seen over the last what decade if the majority of your contract years begin with a three in terms of your age you're not getting a lot of value on that deal, right? So now these players are saying, I can get two paydays, and I think that's why Marner is holding out the way that he has. Is that fair to say? Watching what Austin Matthews was able to negotiate there and thinking, okay, well, now I'm going to come out of free agency when I'm, what, 26? That gives me at least four more years where I'm going to be just as valuable, if not more valuable, and I'm going to get paid twice. So rather than the super contracts, which is wildly amusing to think back to when somebody like Rick DiPietro or even Roberto Luongo's contract for, what, 12 years, 15-year contracts? Oh, my good gracious. It's funny how... Funny how things change. David says, do you think Mitch should make as much as Austin Matthews? He does quarterback the power play and kills penalties too. So, hmm. I do. I think Mitch Marner makes his teammates better than Austin Matthews makes them. Matthews is a sniper, man. We know what he does when he's got the puck on his stick. But he's a 40-goal guy. I think Mitch Marner could put up, what, 60, 70, 70 assists next year. You know what I mean? Like, hey. Dexter here says, so you're telling me Doughty didn't get paid twice or Eric Carlson? I'm not saying that it rains true all the time, but I'm saying, for, especially for a team perspective, I think there's a lot more value if you're paying a guy again, but getting him in a situation where you're only, now now you've got four years of his late 20s, let's say, or five or three years of his late 20s, you're getting a lot more value on that. And then you're not worried about what to do when you've got $16 million remaining on a contract for a guy who's 33 years old. That's my point. Texture here, back to the third line conversation. Third line center, fir- okay, first line is McDavid, second line is Dreisaitl, and the third line is Nuge. Duh. Why is that still a narrative? Why is that still a narrative? If it's not broken, what are you trying to fix? If you're standing there telling me that Dreisaitl can't drive his own line, then why are you trying to force him down onto the second line where he would be required to do so? That's what I ask you. Brendan, how old is Josh Archibald? And do I think that he has the potential to make the top six? He's 26. Out of Regina, Saskatchewan. I don't. I don't think he's a top six guy. I, I think that he knows that he's not a top six guy. And I don't think he was brought in to even compete for a top six role. He's one of the ones that's talked about alongside uh, Marcus Granland. That's here to be a role player. He's here to lessen the load of the ice time of a guy like Connor McDavid, for example. So somebody else is killing those penalties. So Archibald, I, I don't believe that he's got the skill nor the the game makeup to play in the top six. I don't see that happening. That was it's. I wouldn't even call it a depth move. Depth move, but that's that's not what he was here for. This texture says uh, trade Puljujarvi for Jordan Martinuk and play him at third line center. Hey, how much have we talked about Carolina being a rumored destination there? So that could be a fit, for sure. What does Martinuk bring that Jujar Kara doesn't down the middle? Something to think about. Chris says this team has the same administration as last year. Uh, Chris, have you been following this offseason at all? We could go down the list of new bodies, but I think most of the textures probably... They probably know that already. 
out of Grand Prairie. I'm a huge advocate for Puyarvi for the uh, uh, Brendan Lemieux trade. Lemieux has never gotten top six minutes, and he has all the tools. Big, fast, tough, scoring winger that I fully believe would kill it with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Plus, can fight if he needs to. I think he'd be a glue guy on this team for sure. I don't know how realistic it is. I don't, I don't know if, if Jesse's value is even there right now. I'd be interested to see. It seems like the more people I talk to about where Puyarvi's value is, the less there seems to be. And it's unfortunate. And we all see the headlines and what's going on with, with his agent. W- what do you do in this situation? I think Holland's doing the absolute best that he can. And frankly, we might look back on this two years from now and say that he handled it quite well because he isn't letting the player and the agent control the situation. They might be dominating the narrative right now. They, I don't believe for one second that they're controlling this situation. I think that Holland, in, he just spent 36 years as an executive in one of the more su- successful franchises in the NHL. I don't believe he's going to get bullied. I don't believe that he has to this point. And it doesn't seem like that's, that's going to change. So if they can get Brendan Lemieux, I think most people just based on the text line, would be in favor of that. Would Holland consider bringing in Riley Sheehan for third-line center? He's 55% on face-offs. An excellent penalty killer should be available for the league's minimum. Uh, did Sheehan not play in Detroit as well? Would there be some familiarity there? Possibly. That might be a look. That's an interesting one. I don't think that's a name that we've heard before either. So if... Uh, <laughs> The thing that bothers me about talking about these external options, like I've said a couple times now, is just that Holland didn't seem too interested in any of it. It seems like he wants to just see what they've got at camp. St. Paul says it's a... Who needs a legit third-line center when you have as much skill as the Oilers, said the people running this team for the last 12 years. I'll tell you who needs a legit third-line center. Every team that's good in this league. Well, there you have it. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.